Hi, everyone. Welcome to the ImpactVest podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. I'm Aisha Williams, the founder and CEO of ImpactVest. And along with our guest host, we aim to inspire and motivate towards collective positive global impact to solve our world's most pressing challenges in sustainability. With each episode, we will engage in insightful conversations with global change makers, visionaries, and sustainability activists who wish to build a more sustainable and resilient future. Join us now as we create the future of impact. Hi, everyone. My name is Aisha Williams, and I'm the founder and CEO of ImpactFest. I am here today with Nicola Kaye, and who's the CEO of Gravity. And he's also a member of our ImpactFest Alliance. So welcome to our podcast today, Nicola. Hey, Aisha. Hi, everyone. Nice uh, nice to be here and to share some thoughts uh, around uh, what I do with Gravity uh, today. Great. Yes, I'm very excited to speak with you today because we're also working on a blockchain for impact model. I, I think this is the future of the industry, what you're working on at Gravity. So can you tell us a bit more about your background and what led you to actually pursue all of the initiatives with Gravity that you're looking yeah, at? Yeah, sure. So my background, uh, I've, I've got a degree in uh, computer science and uh, another one in finance. I've studied in France and in the UK. I started my career in something uh, completely different. So I was in finance and, and trading in London uh, for about eight years at uh, different uh, investment banks. Uh, then uh, I decided to, to, to take the entrepreneur route, actually, and went all the way to uh, Brazil, uh, where I stayed for uh, six years. I launched uh, an e-commerce uh, startup or just e-commerce, let, let's, let's be honest, uh, selling contact lenses uh, in Brazil. I sold that uh, after uh, six years, but already towards the end, I was, uh, you know, feeling the, the impact that uh, blockchain could make. And I, I really wanted to, to, to take part of this uh, revolution. So um, a friend of mine, I was lucky enough to have a friend of mine working in, uh, in, in Amsterdam uh, in blockchain on a blockchain project. Uh, so I joined him um, working on this uh, decentralized private key management system uh, for financial institutions. So um, I did that for about uh, two years. And towards the end, uh, in parallel, I was uh, I took part of the HEC Challenge Plus uh, program in, uh, in Abidjan, in, in Côte d'Ivoire, um, where I was traveling every month uh, for a week or two uh, uh, to study, but also to, to, to get to know the market, get to know what's going on on the ground to understand a, a bit more uh, how business is conducted and what can be done. And um, I got contacted by uh, someone who I knew from before uh, to take over, uh, to, to, to lead Gravity and to become the CEO of, uh, of Gravity. And at Gravity, uh, what we do is uh, we empower people to uh, securely share uh, private verifiable data on a need-to-know basis. Uh, so that means that um, users, uh, they are back in control of their data. They're not anymore uh, the product and they need to give consent uh, to, to, to share their personal uh, and private data. Yes. And I think this is what is so exciting about gravity. Uh, this is this is really the next step, I think, in ID verification. And can you tell us a bit about the user experience of someone who will use the gravity product, um, who may not have verifiable 
identity papers, right? And and what would their experience be on the Gravity platform? So I can I can speak about uh, one of the use cases that that we are that is currently deployed on the ground in Kenya. Yeah, because I forgot to mention that Gravity is a French company with a subsidiary in Kenya. And a lot of the work we're doing uh, currently in Kenya is with the, uh, the 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 Red Cross over there uh, for refugee camps. So how do you get them uh, to use uh, a blockchain technology, um, even though they might be you know in, in a remote without network coverage uh, um, a refugees camp? So that's something that uh, we work uh, with this technology that uh, you might uh, gonna hear about as a self-sovereign identity, decentralized ident identity. There are plenty of names and jargon, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, it solves a, a lot of problems and that, that's what matters. Uh, so those people, uh, those refugees, what they are, uh, they are given some uh, credentials, some verifiable credentials, uh, as we say, by uh, the, uh, the NGO. So the Red Cross is just onboarding them and what would they will they will end up with is some sort of a, of a QR code that is uh, full of data for that uh, for for that uh, refugee for, for for that beneficiary. And with that uh, QR code, so that's basically some data, a payload if you want, and some data that is being signed by this uh, this entity issuing these uh, verifiable credentials. Uh, so the Red Cross is in a way authentic authenticating this uh, this beneficiary and guaranteeing that this is uh, uh, his name his date of birth uh, and that is allowed to get some uh, some food or, or some uh, or, or some goods from a given shop and, and so on so what they do they will go to uh, the next door shop actually where they are entitled to get some uh, some some food and they will show this QR code this QR code will be uh, verified by the, the shop owner and he will see that it's okay uh it hasn't been revoked it it, it is still uh, um, live in a way and and those people in exchange for that they will get uh, access to about uh, to the good but it's it's not necessarily uh the simple use case that that i've just mentioned because when we talk about identity what we need to understand the same way we talked about uh, you know, uh, programmable money with Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. Now it is becoming a programmable identity. And some of the, the other use cases that, uh, for example, on health credential, which is uh, uh, something uh, that is quite important for us. And we, we're putting a lot of resources on this at the moment. It's uh, people with a chronic disease. Uh, people would not, not necessarily know uh, which disease they have. Or they don't know how to explain to a doctor, and this is uh, people in immigration. So they might come from one camp to another, and it can be very complicated for them to explain themselves uh, and, and to know for the doctor or the medical uh, staff to know what they have or what is their prescription and, and so on. So an entity will issue these verifiable credentials. So this is like putting in, in an envelope, closing the envelope and putting your, your, putting your seal on it. So the seal is just the digital signature from that entity. And then the content, but it's something that is uh, readable by the, the third party, the verifier, if you want, uh, that will be able to check the data, uh, making sure it's coming from the, the, the given uh, entity. And then the, 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 the patient or the beneficiary will receive uh, the, the healthcare he needs um, just by that. 
But you know, that's that's some of the use cases that we we have in real life uh, at the moment. That, that those are live projects. It's called the Digid Initiative uh, in Kenya. So it's a consortium of NGOs, and the idea is also actually to to make it interoperable uh, and not to have a siloed information uh, at, at different entities. So the data owner uh, is the subject himself, and then he will give his consent for other people. Uh, other entities, being uh, the, the the NGO, being being the clinic, be, being the the doctors, and so on, to access uh, his data. He's the only owner of the data, and the only one we can give consent. The QR code is just like a, a mean to access that data. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, if you read the QR code, you cannot do anything without uh, the consent of the the end user. And the key really is data here, and I think that's what makes Gravity so unique in the marketplace. I think you have the on-the-ground experience, the use case of blockchain technology is, is really where the value is and to be able to open up access to financial services, right? Um, uh, because if we are really uh, speaking about uh, filling the SVG financing gap, uh, like you said, Nicola, first, we have to be able to provide access to the financial services in terms of loans and mortgages in order um, to really fill the gap here and, and to be able to open up many other opportunities that this blockchain for use case does. Um, and I think this is what really um, makes what you're working on it. Gravity is so special because it's because it is the future of the usage of blockchain technology. Um, and can you tell us a bit more about your scaling plans, what you're focusing on this year and in 2024? Yes. Yeah, so the the as you just mentioned, and just to summarize it a bit, the impact of this uh, uh, missing identity layer for me it can be broken down into three uh, pillars. So you have this inaccessibility. Uh, which is based on the 2.5 billion people uh, financially excluded, uh, of which 57% are in Africa. Uh, and on top of that, you have a huge uh, finance gap for a small and, uh, and medium enterprise. Uh, so that's uh, 421 billion in Africa, which on the other hand represent uh, about 70% of the workforce and 30% of the GDP. So that's obviously something that we are going to tackle and we are tackling this year. Uh, what we call supply chain finance. It's how you give back power to the shop owners with the data they have that, that you know, they're from, from their suppliers, basically. Uh, so their order history, their payment history, and so on, in order to have access to uh, microcredit or loans uh, to develop, to, to gain a, some economic growth uh, by increasing the margin because they're going to be able uh, to buy more stock or they're going to uh, be able to, to buy the shop next door uh, to extend their activity and, and so on. And this is really providing the tools uh, to the digital lenders in a system where we have uh, zero trust uh, in order for them to be able to calculate uh, as reliable as possible credit score in order to give them uh, a, a decent uh, uh, borrowing rate. So that's one of the pillars. Uh, uh, that, that we are working on. We, we are piloting uh, several several uh, topics, uh, several items on that in Kenya at the moment. Uh, but obviously, some of the other uh, country where, where where we are uh, uh, involved as well in the Western and, and French speaking part of Africa uh, is of interest uh, for us. Uh, for for in terms of uh, you know the roadmap, uh, what we want to do. Uh, 
SSI, self-sovereign identity, and the digital identity, uh, it can cover a huge scope. Uh, so from health, education, finance, public sector, uh, travel, Internet of Things, so many things to do that obviously, given that we are raising capital at the moment, but we won't be able to do everything at once. That's for sure. So we need to focus where, where it really matters um, and when we have a, 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 an added value. So this NGO sector is, is where we want to continue because that's part of our DNA. And that's where when our big why is to promote inclusion and equality of uh, opportunities. So we want to continue to, to, to serve those people and to help them uh, contribute to their mission in a way. Uh, but we, we're also working on this, uh, this education certificates or digital uh, uh, verifiable credentials for education for people to be able to prove that uh, uh, they've done this training, that they've got this diploma and so on. We've done some stuff around this in the past with the uh, UNDP, so the United Nations Development Program uh, in Turkey for Syrian refugees. And now we are just adopting it to adapting it to a more, uh, let's say, a commercial uh, aspect of it with universities, schools, private schools, and so on. There's something also that uh, uh, is quite important. Uh, it's around this uh, digital product passport. Uh, this is where we, we realize that the SSI is a, a very good technology for traceability. And uh, we, we found plenty of use cases around this. So one of them is the tilapia uh, traceability in uh, Ivory Coast. Also discussing uh, with someone from the Alliance actually uh, around vegetables, uh, vegetables traceability in Nigeria. Uh, there's plenty of stuff uh, that, that can be done and where we want to focus on. But mainly uh, the, 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 for the coming year and the one after, it's uh, the NGO work, the supply chain finance work, so financial inclusion and the DPP. Uh, so... Uh, digital product passport. And this is truly the future of the industry. I imagine you'll continue to scale and provide all of these services um, to not only provide financial inclusion, but like you said about the health passports and educational credentials, uh, those are all so important to be able to participate in capital markets, right? Because that's that's what we're speaking about. They're, they're all of the basis of all of our services here need to be verified. You're health and, and education, um, finances. And so uh, that's what's so exciting here is that we can actually bring millions of people into the capital markets that haven't been able to participate before. And so what you and your team are doing, Nicola, is so important, I think, for closing the SDG financing gap and to be able to really build a sustainable future where we have more inclusion in market activities. Yeah, and we've seen that. So gravity is contributing to 12 of the 17 uh, UN SDGs, uh, depending on the use cases that, that, that we can participate or that we're already participating in. Uh, but, uh, you know, speaking of the financial services, we've seen how they, they've changed in, in the past uh, 10 years or so around this KYC. So know your customer anti-money laundering, the way uh, those teams have been uh, built up and, and increased the number of people working into those departments. And clearly, that's something that can be solved uh, with this uh, technology or at least automated and make it way more efficient. Uh, you know, there is some, uh, uh, especially around the DeFi, so the decentralized finance, uh, there is some experiments. Uh, JP Morgan did one in, in a couple of months ago uh, in a DeFi pool with verifiable credentials because it gives, as I was mentioning, you know, this uh, 
programmable identity also gives you the granularity for uh, risk management and risk access control. Uh, so if you are within an industry, a financial industry, and you want to make sure your trader is not going over his risk limit, that risk limit can be embedded or can be part of a verifiable credentials. And then uh, the, the system cannot perform or cannot do a trade unless uh, it has this verifiable credential that is uh, valid. And in that case, uh, you know, everything that happened with Carviel uh, or everything that was uh, a bit uh, off the book could not happen anymore um, with this system. Uh, and I think the banks have really understood that. And now it's just a matter of time in terms of, uh, you know, putting the resources against uh, the, the problems and, and so on. But I think we definitely will go around that. Yes, we have some uh, uh, issues with the FTX and the like and all the fraud and so on. But I think it's also uh, a very good in order to consolidate the market and to, to say that now it's going to be regulated because at the end of the day, we're going to need regulation somehow. So just now let's make it happen. You know, we have the in, in Europe, you have the Mika regulation that's going to be um, coming soon. Uh, you have plenty of uh, uh, steps that are being done in the right way. Uh, for uh, financial institutions to just uh, uh, for the ones that are late and the ones that are already involved into digital assets uh, to do that and to add this identity layer because this is really the the transversal uh, layer that is needed for any uh, regulated activity to to be done yes and i agree i i i almost think it's too bad that the first use case of blockchain were the cryptocurrencies right because it sort of overlooks the real use case of blockchain tech which which what you're working on and it's it's here where the true value of blockchain is and i often think of this space as the early days of the internet right um that we need the regulation uh we saw the ftx insolvency um but the true future of blockchain tech is here to to be able to verify identity and i think if investors really are in the space very early um then then the, then the returns that they're going to make in this space are are quite high right um and so that's what's also quite exciting about what you're working on we're still in the early stages of the industry but um the market opportunities for investors uh, are really tremendous to to be able to scale the industry in terms of the real use cases of blockchain technology. Yeah, and you know, in terms of uh, the going back to UNSDG is uh, one of them is uh, for everyone on earth to have a digital identity. So that's 8 billion plus people. So by uh, 2030. So yeah, it might look far from here uh, where we are in 2023. But at the end of the day, that's, uh, that's inevitable, you know, we're gonna go towards this. Um, and it will bring, it will ease plenty of stuff. Uh, you know, just for me, uh, I've been uh, outside of France for 18 years, uh, coming back and just uh, renting a flat, having to prove uh, all of my uh, work, uh, work contract, uh, my IDs, uh, plenty of stuff that I had, to, I had to, to bring to the different uh, real estate agencies. Uh, it was really painful. And at the end of the day, then you need to make sure that uh, you send an email for GDPR reason that you want all of your data erased and so on. Would be way more efficient just to have this uh, uh, those system in place. So there's some initiative in Europe uh, uh, being done. Uh, I think it will take a bit of time. It's still in piloting and so on. 
but we're definitely uh, going towards this future, especially in Europe. You know, you have the, the Scandinavian uh, countries or Estonia, um, which are really advanced on that part of the e-identity. And, and I believe it, it will be the rest will have to follow. Uh, in France, there are some pilots with the, uh, the national identity card that you can get on your mobile phone now. Uh, so all the tech stack behind this, it's verifiable credentials. People don't need to know at the end of the day. It's like the internet. You know, you mentioned that the internet. If you ask um, how many people know how it really works, you're not going to have many of them uh, who really understand it can explain that. But they use that every day. So and that's that's where, where we're going. I think uh, with a, a programmable identity as well. Yes, and and when we speak about 2030, only seven years away, um, and then eight billion people, right, to be to be brought. And it's 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 very exciting. I think this is the this is the next um, step in blockchain technology. Once we get past uh, crypto as the use case, as the main use case, then we'll. Uh, um, I I do think that verifiable identity is where we can truly make a difference and bring millions into the capital markets uh, to to be able to provide the verifiable services. And I think that you and your team and Gravity are on the forefront of this. And it's a quite exciting path forward for all of you. And so we're happy to support you here at the Impact Best Alliance and to be able to fill the gap. And I think the services that you're providing are so needed in terms of the future of capital markets. Yeah, that's for sure something, uh, uh, as I mentioned, you know, for now, we're just uh, focusing on uh, uh, some proof points on what we do and what we, we have uh, next to us. Um, and most likely uh, it's going to be Africa at the beginning. But we're already seeing, uh, looking at how we can expand into Europe um, next, because that's where there's going to be some changes, as I mentioned, with the regulation being uh, put in place. And then, obviously, this is a global reach for us. So 25, 26, uh, that's something where we want to be a, a global actor on the, the self-sovereign identity. And I think you're on your way. Um, it's it's a wide open market for you and your team. And you have an excellent team, an excellent product, and a great path forward. We're looking forward to all, all of the scaling that you'll do in the next couple of years here. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's been great having you on the podcast, Nicola. And what you and your team are doing at Gravity is so important to filling the gap in financial services. And you're really on the cutting edge of the use cases of blockchain technology in terms of verifiable identity. Um, a great company, a great team, and we're looking forward to supporting you in the future. So thank you very much for being on our podcast. But thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to the future. You know, just say it's, it's great to see people so enthusiastic about what we do. Uh, we're trying to drive with passion. And uh, that's something that has been, um, you know, for me for coming from the, the financial world and then uh, doing something that I really like. Uh, now, these days, I'm just uh, fulfilled with this passion uh, in order just to deliver the, the mission that we have. So, yeah, that's uh, that's very good. Thank you very much for having me anyway. Thank you, Nicola. And we look forward to updates in the future. Yeah, sure. We'll do. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Impact Fest podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. Join us next week for another episode and become part of our Impact Fest newsletter community, where you will receive all of the latest updates about our work in this new era of innovative impact finance. See you next week as we create the future of finance at Impact Fest.